Reflections for Lent 2021 Tailgating Jesus, Episode 5, Jericho In this series of Bible studies entitled Tailgating Jesus, we've been following Jesus and his disciples as they make their way from the north of Israel to Jerusalem to celebrate the Jewish Passover. Today we find ourselves in Jericho, as recounted in Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, and verses 46 to 52. This little story is pregnant with meaning, and I want us to explore it using the framework shadow, secret, sight. First, shadow. From from the opening pages of Mark's Gospel, the shadow of the cross broods over the story of Jesus. We see that in the opening chapter, Mark chapter 1, verse 12, in Jesus' early confrontation with Satan in the wilderness. In chapter 2 of Mark and verse 6, opposition from religious leaders starts to emerge. The determination of the religious and political establishment then seek to eliminate Jesus, Mark 3 and verse 6. And then three times in the second half of Mark's Gospel, Jesus predicts his own fate, what awaits him in Jerusalem. We find that in Mark chapter 8, verse 31, chapter 9, verse 30, and in chapter 10, in verse 32. Take the last prediction. In chapter 10, verse 33, it's made very clear. Jesus said, see, we're going to Jerusalem and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes and they will condemn him to death. Then they will hand him over to the Gentiles. They will mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him. And after three days, he will rise again. And here at Jericho in verse 46 of chapter 10, Jesus, his disciples, and the crowds who had followed in pilgrimage since they had left Galilee are at the final milestone before Jerusalem and Jesus' fateful destiny that awaits him in that sacred city. Shadow. Secret. In Mark's Gospel, Jesus is an enigma. Who is he? And Mark's purpose in writing his gospel, the first to be written, is to answer that question, who is Jesus? And yet, in the telling of the story, Jesus' identity is deliberately concealed from men and women. It is a secret, a messianic secret of Mark. The secret is tied up with faith. Faith in Jesus, only those who believe in him understand who he truly is. Simply seeing and hearing the words and deeds of Jesus does not necessarily persuade men and women of the truth of who Jesus is. Outsiders look at the evidence and yet they fail to comprehend what it means. For Mark, it requires a personal commitment to Jesus to recognise who he is. 
And in Mark's gospel, the secret remains secret, more or less, till the very end, only at the resurrection, as men and women really grasp the truth. Even the disciples, those closest to Jesus, are pictured as being only half aware of the truth. Mysteriously, it is through his death, as Jesus is crowned king, and through his resurrection, that people's eyes are finally opened. Which takes us conveniently to our third heading, sight. On the road to Jerusalem, Jesus leads the way. The crowds were amazed and his disciples afraid. And as they were leaving Jericho on the last leg of their journey to Jerusalem, a blind beggar, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. This man is a person, despite his disability. He has a name and an identity. And this blind man creates a fuss. He shouts out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. As Mark records it in verse 47. And apart from Simon Peter, one of the disciples, Bartimaeus is alone in addressing Jesus by this messianic title, the son of David. And there is deeper irony here. The blind see more than the sighted. And the crowd seek to silence Bartimaeus. In verse 48 we read, Many sternly ordered him to be quiet. But he cried out even more loudly. And in contrast to the cacophony of noise, Jesus stood still and said, Call him. And they called him. They said to Bartimaeus, Take heart, he is calling you. It's lovely detail here. Mark plays on the word to call and to be called by Jesus. And with a sense of expectancy, Bartimaeus throws away his cloak, springs to his feet and comes to Jesus with a simple question and request. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asks. It's obvious. Master, Rabona, let me see again. And in contrast to the ambitious brothers, the disciples James and John, which Mark records in verse 35 of this chapter, Bartimaeus' need is so straightforward. He is a man who knows what he wants. There's no wavering prayer for him. And Jesus says to Bartimaeus, Go, your faith has made you well. And immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. Do you see what's happening? Bartimaeus is not simply a recipient of healing, but he becomes a follower of Jesus. Faith has unlocked the secret. In fact, Bartimaeus is a model of what it is to follow Jesus. How can we apply this framework to our own lives? Shadow. 
The gospel is cross-shaped. The death and resurrection of Jesus are central to understanding who he is. To be a Christian is to come to Jesus of the cross and empty tomb. And like Bartimaeus, it begins when we plead, Lord, have mercy on me. And then, like Bartimaeus, to live daily, to follow Christ, which means dying to self, to our desires, our ambitions, our drives, our motives, thoughts and actions, and being raised to a new way of living in Christ, a new way of life. God's gift of life to each one is freely given, but it will cost us everything as we receive it. Shadow. Secret. You will never understand who Jesus is until you exercise faith in him. Like Bartimaeus, Jesus calls us to follow him. It's a personal commitment. And that calling and our response opens the secret of life to us. We see it. We get it. Only when we trust Jesus and entrust him with our lives. You might be wavering on this. And Bartimaeus is very helpful. His expectant hope, his persistence, his willingness to leave his old life behind, his refusal to remain victim to his circumstances speak vividly to us. What's holding you back? He's calling you to a life of faith, to the adventure of discipleship. And finally, sight. If it were possible to know how we would respond to Jesus' probing question, what would you want me to do for you? What would be your response? My response? What is your most essential need? What is my most essential need? We need to take great care how we answer that question. For the Lord of life, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus, the Son of God, is capable of answering our deepest need as demonstrated in Bartimaeus seeing again. Remember, with God, nothing is impossible. Shadow, secret, sight. <laughs>